0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Miriam Errington Conveyancing in Adelaide, Australia. Thanks to Miriam and her company's amazing generosity, we are West Ham are heading down under this summer and will be in Perth for West Ham's two games against Perth Glory and then Tottenham Hotspurs. There'll also be a live event in Adelaide on Wednesday, the 26th of July. None of that stuff would be possible if it wasn't for Miriam and her company, Miriam Errington Conveyancing. So if you need any services for property sales or assistance, give Miriam a call. If you're in Adelaide or the wider Australia area and you listen to this podcast, she's helped us out. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be going out, or I wouldn't be going out to Australia this summer. So if you need anything doing, give her a shout. That's Miriam Errington Conveyancing, who sponsors this week's podcast of We Are West End.
2: Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast.
1: You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my mate, James Jones. West Ham United are in a European final this week, and it is indescribably exciting and nerve-wracking. Me and James Jones will be heading to Prague in the next few days. I'm currently in Malaga for a week, not contrary to popular belief. Uh, just to get myself mentally ready. I didn't have to have a week off to prepare for West Ham to be in a final. I've been at a friend's wedding. Jonesy still back home in the UK. Jetting off, Jonesy, I believe we're recording this on Sunday. You make your way to the Czech Republic Tuesday morning, am I right?
2: Tuesday afternoon, midday flight from Luton.
1: Lovely stuff from Luton as well. Blimey, that is a bit of a Mm. schlep from where you are. Was that just the cheapest one?
2: Uh, As a mate of mine that booked it, but it's about 20 minutes on the train from my father in law. So I'm getting the train down to London Monday night, staying there and then jumping on the train straight up. So, yeah, nice and easy, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. Happy days. Happy days. You'll be able to hear in my voice, uh, as I've said already, uh, I'm out here in Malaga for a wedding. That wedding was last night. I'm feeling a little bit fuzzy-headed as we record the podcast this morning. I was belting out lots of tunes until the small wee hours in uh, the Malaga, into the Malaga night last night. So you'll forgive my croaky voice. It's probably going to be even worse than this if West Ham overcome Fiorentina. On Wednesday, one of the boys this morning who I'm with said, oh, what are you planning to do after Prague then? Because um, I say we've had a couple of uh, nights out since we've been over here, a couple of beers, a couple of healthy Spanish measures, um, gin and tonics. And I said, basically, just be drunk for another three or four days if we happen to win the competition. <laughs> How are you feeling, Jonesy? Any updates from uh, from last week?
2: Um, I'm still incredibly nervous with every passing day the nerves just get a little bit stronger Um, mm-hmm. but there's still um, the nerves are still in the the excitement stroke anticipation stage it's like right. I, I'm still in the mindset of well we're there and I'm just going to go and enjoy it I'm nervous for the game but I just want to go and enjoy it enjoy the the experience going to Prague watch West Ham in the European final um, with all my mates and just kind of just embrace it and have a good time but this morning something arrived in the post which has got me feeling a little bit more nervous and that's the match day program How on
1: Earth, did you manage to have you got one I, of them I,
2: I bought it online um yeah. i would never normally buy a match day program just because i end up no, using right. them and just, just to never it, and it. Yeah. but i buy it for the final and i do have and i've been scrambling around trying to find it somewhere um, in a box probably somewhere, uh, following the house move, I do have an original match day programme for when we won the Cup, when it's Cup in 65 at Wembley. Yeah. So I thought i better You're buy there, one, one for, I was there, yeah, 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 I look good for my age, don't I? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I do have one of those tucked away somewhere, and I thought, right, well, I'm going to add to the collection of European... Victorious, hopefully, European Cup final official match day programme. So I've had a flick through that today, um, and I'm going to have a little read later. But um, it's just added to the to the the nerves, and it's made it feel a little bit more real when you've got Prague Final 2023 Fiorentina versus West Ham United FC on the front. It's, hmm. it's like, oh, we are definitely in this final. Then this isn't a dream. We are there. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually they're actually
1: printing merchandise with our name on it, so it is yeah. real. Yeah, it's crazy. Is there, it? It's um, absolutely crazy. Is, is there any thought, um, or any volition in the thought that not buying it in Prague doesn't really count? Buying it online a bit of a Because
2: <laughs> I will um, be buying a
1: programme, obviously, but... I
2: don't know. No, so because... Bit... I, well, I mean, if I were to buy it in Prague, then I would lose it. But <laughs> it, it would be lost.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and then I'd be gutted. Because I'd be like, especially if we win, I'd be like, "Oh, I've got, I've just lost a bit of like priceless memorabilia there." So, and I bought it for, I bought it online for playoff finals in the past, just because it's just no point buying it. Me, there, you don't want to be lugging that around when you want the beers there. So, mm.
0: um,
2: yeah, I don't care whether you think it's, whether anyone thinks it's, 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 no, it's like a cop out or not. I've, I paid for it. I've paid face value as well. I didn't pay over the odds. Mm. It was ten quid. I paid four ninety nine yeah. delivery, which is I thought was a bit of a rip off. That's the only reason um, I'm going to buy mine in Prague. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've got one. I've got one. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it uh, before I go to bed every night until the final. I think. <laughs> Front to back.
1: I like that, mate. That's quite cute, actually. For a man who's um, for a man who was apparently born when we were in the Cup Winners' Cup final in 1965, that's quite a childlike thing for, uh, for an 85-year-old or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got to stick to your traditions, haven't you, mate?
1: Yeah, quite mate, quite quite. Uh yeah, it's a, it's a strange feeling still really, isn't it? I think like, it's all quite stressful, isn't it? It's just it's just mm. I'd say that's probably my overriding feeling of the whole thing. Uh and I kind of just want to like I'm still fanning around trying to sort out my flight home. That's still nothing certain on that, which is irritating. Um and yeah, I t- Obviously, the, the ticket stuff was, was a headache as well. Delighted that that's all worked out. The They've sort of started arriving on my phone. I know the same thing is true for yours, so that adds to the excitement a bit. I sort of just want to get in there now, though. Do you know what I mean? Get in the stadium yeah. and have the game start.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the build-up. We get there Tuesday afternoon. I'm looking forward to getting in amongst it then and then see all day Wednesday before the game and before the atmosphere and then around Prague. Um, mm. But you're right, I kind of just want the game to be now and because mm. the, it, the anticipation is beginning to kill me a little bit. Um, I think did, I did, we did have a panic as well with all that stress, That um, my brother actually only booked the Airbnb um, up until Thursday night, or uh, Wednesday, sorry, so... We didn't my flights home my flight home was Friday night, so we didn't have a hotel for, for Thursday night. I'm <laughs> going, okay, mate, what have you done? Sorted, that? <laughs> Sorted you now. That? Um, mm. I've, got, I've got a hotel um, actually reasonably priced, um, probably because of the day after the final. Um, but yeah, that was a bit of a panic yeah, a couple of right. days ago when I was so I wake up in the morning mm. and some messages of everyone going, what we're we gonna do, we might be sleeping on the streets for a night. Um <laughs> Which, to be fair, I wouldn't have minded if we'd have won the cup. If to we win, fair, I'd like, oh, yeah, I'll do yeah, it, it, it. Yeah, I'll slum it for forty-eight hours, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But, yeah. but yeah, I've got something to sleep Thursday night.
0: Happy yeah.
1: days. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, I'm still wrought with anxiety because our flight is at midday on Wednesday from Prague. Games obviously at nine o'clock. I got to pick up uh, one of my tickets from town on the way as well. You only need a couple of hours delay and that squeaky bum time starts so mm-hmm. kicking
2: in, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned for you, mate, if I'm honest.
1: Mm, yeah, well, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. But anyway, <laughs> look, Jonesy, um, it's, again, only one thing to talk about, really, um, this week. We'll have a look ahead uh, to the game. We've got a Fiorentina fan coming on for an opposition view a little bit later in the show, which will be interesting and exciting. We'll have a little bit of a chat about Mikel Antonio's comments on Gianluca Scamacca. What else are we going to talk about? David Moy's talking. He's sort of stuck to his usual party line, really, about how you look back at West Ham's history and there hasn't really been a period where, you know, well, being in European competition, uh, two seasons running the sixth and the seventh place finish in the Premier League, uh, the same sort of stuff. Uh, so we'll have a look into that in a little bit more detail. And then, yeah, I mean, there isn't a great deal more to say, really. It's just, we obviously did the podcast last week. Um, yeah I don't know it's just sort of I just feel a bit sick that might be the hangover to be fair but um (laughs) probably a bit of both it's not a good cocktail is it no, definitely not. No, um, yeah, like we said before, I don't know how fans of good teams do this all the time, but then again, I guess it's a bit less of a novelty for them when uh, big finals come up. But let, uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at We Are Underscore West Ham. I'm at William Pugh Underscore James is at by James Jones
0: We're on
1: Instagram at We Are West Ham Pod. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We are West Ham Podcast. And you can email us. We are West Ham Pod at gmail.com. But a few people getting in touch recently. Thanks very much for all of you guys. And don't forget, you can buy us a pint if you so wish. Add to the Prague whip that me and James will be doing at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. You can guarantee any money that comes in to that account over the next uh, few days will certainly be spent In the beer and well, just gen what will you be drinking, Jonesy? Are you very much a beer man? How many on the how many before the game in the build-up do you think? Because I sort of want to remember it.
2: oh I'll be on the beers definitely without a doubt. Um, I'm not gonna quantify how many I think I'll add, but it'll definitely be double digits throughout the day. Um really
1: are you not worried
2: about it? No, well, no. Um without sounding um, like a a raving alcoholic most of my match days are um, if they're not double digits they're very close most of the match days I go to so I'll definitely be sinking we'll be starting early and we'll definitely be sinking um, in the region of probably about 15 pints I would have thought throughout the entire day and uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it to be fair
1: I don't believe that a man of your stature can in can ingest 15 pints, let alone
2: you, you would be meal. very surprised. Now you've actually. shifted all your weight. Well, I the think I'm gonna put it all back on over the weekend, um, uh, over <laughs> the week, but no, like, you'd be surprised, mate. I'm, i I can handle my, my beer uh, as long as I eat, which sounds obvious, but as long as I've got a, a couple of meals inside me, um, I can I can put quite a few away, mate, and, and still be pretty, pretty up there.
1: Yeah, I think landing a little later as I am, I think is going to help me. I'm I'm going to try and stick to four four beers max pre match. I think I don't even know if I'll have time to get that many in, but I do. Mm. I do want to remember the game a bit. I think because I mean obviously there's always video highlights, isn't there? And if we win, I'm 100 percent buying the DVD. But I just think, (laughs) I just, I just think that I would like to remember it a little bit. My memory's getting worse and worse, the older I get, mate. Anyway, I'm supposed to be in the prime of my life, and I can't remember what I had for breakfast most mornings. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and try and keep it. Maybe three pints beforehand, and and then if we win, it's a different story after the game, in it. But um, yeah, exciting stuff. But as I say,
2: yeah. If we win, James, if. If we win. To be fair, it'd probably be mental even if we lose. Like, we're in Prague, why not? Let's just have a party. Yeah,
1: no, I suppose, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but look, if you want to chip in um, and buy one of, or contribute towards uh, one of James's 15 pints, he reckons he's going to have, or the three or four I'm going to get in me uh, before the game. Me and James, you'll be certainly hanging out afterwards as well. We're going to try and do a podcast, aren't we, James? I've got all the kit, um, camera stuff and the mics. In Malaga with me, in the hope of doing a post-match podcast in Prague. Anyone who's listening, who's going to be out there, who fancies coming along to watch and have a few pints of us, is more than welcome. We'll confirm the location, either on our Instagram or Twitter, or no, all of our social platforms, probably. A little bit nearer at the time, but that's buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam, if you fancy chipping into that. Stay with us, opposition view and some more general musings on Wednesday's enormous historic Europa Europa Conference League final West Ham v Fiorentina in Prague.
2: And I'm delighted to be joined by Lorenzo from Space Viola Fiorentina podcast ahead of Wednesday night's absolutely massive Europa Conference League final, West Ham versus Fiorentina in Prague. I'm absolutely nervous. You know that. Will and I have been talking about it for the last two weeks. We're desperate to get out there. But Lorenzo's joined us to give us a little bit more insight on Fiorentina, uh, our opponents on Wednesday night. Because let's face it, we don't know a great deal about our Italian opponents. So, Lorenzo, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today.
0: Thank you so much, James. Uh, it's a pleasure for me uh being invited uh, in this podcast. Thank you very
2: much. No, it's great to have you on, mate. And Fiorentina, just looking at your season, you, you, you beat uh, Sassuolo on, on the final day of the Serie A exactly. season only a couple of days ago. 3-1 away from home, a good end the season, gives you a little bit of momentum coming into this final. Uh, on the face of it, eighth place finish and two cup finals. It's been a good season for Fiorentina. Do the fans feel that way as well? Has it been a, a, a good campaign?
0: Yes, uh, it's not been a, a bad season. Uh, also, because uh, when the season started, Fiorentina had so much difficult. Um, we were doing so much, uh, so much bad in the in the Serie A, but also in the Conference League because we have been uh, second placed in the day rounds. So in the in the uh, we we were with some clubs that are easily to take off because uh, we, we had Riga, we had uh, uh, Bazakshi, we, we had so many, so much bad games where we lost also some important points. So it wasn't the best start uh, for, our, for our campaign. So yes, the final part is definitely the better one because uh, we had done uh, so much points in the... Um, in the second part of the season in Serie, A, but also in the Conference League, we have done uh, many great matches. But also in Coppa, in Coppa Italia, where we had, uh, where we have done the final. I guess Inter, that is an incredible club. They are really strong, so it's okay if we have lose. But uh, yes, I think that uh, at this point, for for what we have achieved, is a, it's a great campaign. Also, if we are eight uh, in the in the league in Serie, A and uh, the our goal was. To be uh, up the second the, the seventh place, sorry, uh, because uh, the last year we have been seven and the um, the goal set by the society by, by the club was uh, to improve our serie. A, but it's okay. We have played six, sixty games. Uh, uh, we have done a lot of uh, a lot of matches. I think also about the players that have done the World Cup. Some Amrabat has mm-hmm. done like. 70 match this year so it's crazy <laughs> so it's okay it's okay I, I think that is a good uh, it's a good season in any case
2: so, so finishing 8th means that uh, very similar to West obviously we, we finished 14th in, in the Premier League so there's a lot more riding on this Conference League final in that if you win you the Europa League next year uh, and it's the same for Fiorentina given that you, you haven't qualified for Europe via the league position so there's more pressure on, on the club Winning this game so to ensure that you're playing in, in Europe again next season.
0: Yes, for sure. Also because it's the second final that we played this year. So maybe with Inter is more is it was the more difficult one. So mm. we we have a lot of hope to also because we're it's a good a great club, uh, obviously. But Inter, we think that it's clearly a better club. So yeah, we have a lot of hope uh, to this final. Also because the we we are not qualified for. Um, Conference League at this stage because we we need to see if uh, Juventus will be punished by UEFA uh, with a mm. Europa sanction. We need we need to see need to see, but we cannot uh, um, we cannot think that uh, we will achieve the Europe if Juventus will uh, will be will be out. So we need to win uh, on Wednesday because it's a great game. Uh, it will be an historical game. Also, because Fiorentina is not achieving two finals in one year. From us, almost 60 years ago was the last time, something like this. So it's uh, something historical. And uh, if we lost two finals uh, after all the hopes that uh, were in the in the environment, in the city, between the players, it, it, it can be a difficult situation. I think that uh, the pressure is high, but uh, it's possible to, to win for sure on Wednesday. West, West, but I also think that for West Ham this is the same because they have have, have not done an incredible season, so they are trying to win uh, to win also the final because uh, it will be massive for for both the team. Yes.
2: Yeah, you're completely right. So we're in a very similar position. I think both clubs have only a similar position. That you know, I was exactly. looking earlier that Fiorentina's last trophy was in 2001, the Coppa Italia in 2001. Um, and West Ham's yes. last trophy was the FA Cup in 1980. Our uh, last European final was in 76. Um, yeah. So both clubs have gone a long, long time without winning any silverware whatsoever. Um, so uh, both fan bases obviously desperate to, to get their hands on, on on a trophy. The first trophy, for, for many fans as well, in, the, in their lifetime, will be mine. First time also, in my lifetime.
0: Also for me, it will be... Exactly. A- exactly so just, Something
2: <laughs> it just adds to the to to the the nerves the pressure the yes. anticipation um yes, yes. West Ham fans uh obviously um don't know a great deal about Fiorentina. um obviously no no some of the <laughs> legends Battershooter being being the main one
0: yeah
2: uh, you, you had luca tony awesome, as well you
0: know, also bad, exactly there. yeah um, yes
2: but the Fiorentina of today, we're we're, we're not a hundred percent clear on so of what can we what can West Ham fans expect to to come up against against Fiorentina on Wednesday night? So what's the style of play? What should, you know? Are we going to? Yes. Do you like to play with possession? You know, like how, how, yes. what Fiorentina is going to going to turn up on Wednesday night?
0: Yes, Fiorentina is a club that uh, uh, with Italiano has have uh, a really offensive game as you as you can have seen because uh, we often. Uh, uh, maybe concede so much goals, but it's because we, we play a lot in attack. We try also to attack when we are in a big advantage. So this is our style of play. Uh, whatever happens, uh, if you are up or if you are, or if you are losing, they, we try to, to score, to, to attack the other team, to, to take the ball, to have the ball, to, to manage it. So we do, we do a, a press. Uh, we try to verticalize so much. So maybe the opposite from what I've seen from West Ham because opposite uh, West Ham is more a uh, counter-attack style of play. So yes, I think that Fiorentina has an opposite opposite style of play of West Ham. So it will be also a really great match to see uh, how we can adapt to the Strategy of West Ham, and also because West Ham uh, have done uh, much more work, I think, of an of Fiorentina because we have just played on Friday and uh, Premier League has finished by some days, so I think also that uh, West Ham had uh, more time to prepare the the game, maybe. So let's see, let's see how it goes. But yes, we have uh, so so much different style of approach of the of the of the game, and yes, for sure. We need. We have uh, some important players like uh, Amrabat, uh, Gonzalez, yeah. uh, Cabral, also Castrovilli, Dodo. Those are our important players. Milenković. But yeah. uh, I know that West Ham uh, have uh, have so much great players for sure. Uh, that is I, why I can't uh, I can't I can't understand why he's 14 in the Premier because they have an incredible midfield. I think one of the best uh, also in the Premier. In Italy I do, I think that he was one it will be one one of the best midfield for sure because Rice Paqueta and the is incredible. I think that they can they can play almost in every club in in Italy.
2: Wow. Uh, yes. That's that's some um that's some praise for our midfield there. Uh, yeah. I mean Western fans of Western fans obviously we love Deccan Rice. He's one of our own. He's come to our academy. Yeah. Paqueta it took him a bit of time to get going but he's now showing why we paid 50 yes. million for him. Uh, Sucek is uh, was good two years ago. Not not as good as he was uh, has been, but um, still yes, plays no, a part. Yes,
0: yeah, still a, still an excellent player for me. I, I yeah. really like him. I really like him. But also Paqueta in Italy, he had much difficulties in Milan, in Milan but uh, mm. then he has played so great, so so much well. So it's a fantastic player for me. Yes, but but also with mm. Berama Aguerda. You have a lot of players that are important, and maybe they should uh, should play uh, as a starter and also be clubs in Italy. Uh, so it will be for sure an, uh, a really good, a really good match and difficult for both team. I think for the style of play, for the important types of mm. player that will play. So let's see, let's see.
2: Interesting. Given Fiorentina's style of play, obviously you're saying you're, you're an offensive team um i mean and and you're right we are a a counter-attacking team at westland um so with Fiantino expected to probably have a lot more of the possession a lot more of the ball that could play into our hands a little bit um we are definitely a better team without the ball um we always bide our time you know we 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 beat alkamara in the semi-final and the counter-attack in the last minute to secure our place in the final um what what are the weaknesses then that, that David Moyes and West Ham should be looking at at Fiorentina? Is there anywhere that that maybe you think you all know, West Ham could exploit us here?
0: I think that uh, uh, we do we we when attack uh, we uh, attack with so much players. So mm. maybe in the counter attack, uh, I think uh, when there is a corner or something like this, you can you can uh, you can do really damage. To the defense of uh, of Fiorentina because uh, our style of play uh, brings so much players to the attack. So if you go if you are good uh, and quickly, as West Ham is in the counter attack with some players that are really quick uh, and technical, I think that they can uh, they can damage uh, so much Fiorentina for sure. That's it. That's it. Also, maybe in the corner that you have because uh, we don't. We don't have uh, an incredible uh, uh, high players, uh, tall players, mm-hmm. so I think that uh, this this can be also a a possibility for West Ham uh, and uh, let's see, let's see because Fiorentina in transition, in transition, as you, I don't know if you have seen the second goal that uh, or the first one, and now I don't remember of Coppa Italia against Inter, where Fiorentina have been. Uh, I've tried to do the. Um, offside, but uh, for one player, I think Milankovic, we couldn't, and uh, Inter had, uh, had scored in this occasion, mm. so it's a difficult one. We have a uh, nice like defense, and if you are good to verticalize to with a long ball or something like this, I think that uh, we can be in trouble, yes. Interesting,
2: interesting. I, I, from a West Ham point of view, is there any are there any areas of the West Ham team and the style of play where you, you think you may be able to be on top a little bit and, and take advantage of us?
0: I, have, It's tough because I think that uh, we usually, when uh, when we play uh, through defensive teams, we do a lot of, uh, of work in attack. We have a lot of possession, but we are not so... Um, dangerous for the other team because uh, we don't have a player that usually can dribble uh, can create superiority uh, so I think that this also will be a, a team, I don't know if you have seen the, 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 the match against Basilea where we have scored at uh, 1 minute 10, something like this mm. uh, where uh, Basilea was defending a lot for all the the uh, time and uh, we had a lot of occasion, but we we are not finalizing it because we um, we do are, are really um, are really we are in difficult when we have to attack teams that defense with a lot of players because we don't have so much options to to damage them to damage them. So let's see, let's see. Uh, also, if West Ham will defend well. Uh, If Fiorentina will have the best Gonzalez, Nico Gonzales because it's an important player for us. And uh, if he stays well, uh, we have uh, an important player for us uh, in, in our strategy offensive of attack. So let's see. Let's see.
2: Interesting. Okay, Lorenzo, before I let you go, I think it's been a really, really good insight and a really valuable insight for, for West Ham fans ahead of Wednesday. Um, we do this every time. We're going to ask for a score prediction from you.
0: For Fiorentina, I don't want to say the the final, <laughs> the end of the, because I am I think that I'm a, I'm a little bit, I don't know how to say in English, but uh, I'm a, a little bit... Uh, um, I don't like to to predict the the final result, yeah. so let's see. I think if González stays well and uh, if he will play, because he had uh, an issue in the last game against follow, he seems injured. He should be well when uh, for Wednesday, but let's see. So uh, I think González will uh, will score, yes, or or González for Cabral. I think that uh, those two scorers can be can be the the scorers of the final, yes.
2: Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm I, like you, I don't like to make, make predictions but in games this big as well. I don't like to tempt fate a little bit, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I think both teams yes, are going sure. to be quite cagey, I think, with, with the way that we like to play in terms of just soaking up possession and catching teams on the counter-attack. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how we, how we deal with that against a lot of Fiorentina's um, attacking players. Um, but it's going to be a good game, um, huge game for both sets of fans. Um, yes. I'm incredibly nervous. I'm looking forward to getting out. There. Are you going? Lorenzo? Are, you, are you going? To Unfortunately,
0: pro- no, fortunately, no. The I hadn't the um, the possibility to buy the ticket because uh, yeah, we have done a lot of stage to buy the tickets for the mm. fans that have been in Europe in a, in, in a way, Europe uh, game. Mm for the fan tickets. so it's a, it's a, it's been a, a really tough one so i cannot uh, i cannot yes
2: but there'll be a lot of lot of fiorentina fans in prague though i'm yes I'm sure. i
0: think that uh, we have also opened the stadium in florence our uh, team nice. will be opened and uh, it seems like if there are already 25 uh, yes yeah, something like this uh, 25000 uh, uh, of tickets sold and uh, also there have been like uh, 10,000 of uh, fans in Praga, more 3,000 of fans outside the the stadium, so let's see, Uh, it will be a really, really good match also for the fans, I think we have uh, both good, uh, good, uh, good fans, so let's see, let's see also from this point of view, yes.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, West Ham fans, just th- tens of thousands of West Ham fans flying out, even without tickets, they're gonna be there. And, yes, um, yes. Uh, it'd be it's gonna be a great atmosphere through all through Wednesday throughout the day in, in Prague. I hope I hope it's um those that are going without tickets have a great day. Uh from both sides. It'd be a great experience for both sets of fans. Yes, but sure. Lorenzo, really appreciate you taking the time to Thank come speak very to very and speak with us about Fiorentina. And um you very much for Stick with us because uh, you got some final thoughts from myself and Will coming up next. So
1: there you are, then, Jonesy. Uh, intriguing uh, views and thoughts on the from from a Fiorentina perspective. I, what what are your what are your general feelings around Fiorentina? Because I, I think. This season, it's fair to say, I had this conversation with one of my friends this week. He is a Tottenham fan, so he was obviously sort of trying to belittle the trophy and undermine the fact that football fans actually support their football team to win things. Um, But he, you know, we were chatting about it and he did make a fairly salient point and said, oh, um, you know, the teams you've beaten it sort of not undermines its success, but it it's a slightly less of an achievement than the Europa League last season, for example, had you won that because you beat some genuine giants of European football. So I was like, yeah, fair enough. And I think certainly there was some, among West Ham fans, not naivety, but a little bit of... Over self assurance, over self confidence, especially about some of the teams we were playing, a little bit of patronisation, maybe. Um, but as far as Fiorentina go, we're like dead level, according to the bookies. I think we we're both nine to five with Betway when I looked the other day. And I just, you know, I've sort of been erring on the side of caution with some of these teams all season especially in the latter stages, Aziz Elmar particularly. And I feel the same with Fiorentina. I think they played Sassuolo, was it, in Syria mm. Friday night, a game which was brought forward to give them a bit of time to recover for Wednesday's game. They won that. They got to the Coppa Italia final this year, lost to Inter Milan after going one new up. And basically, they're a decent enough team. Do you know what I mean? What what your... What are your thoughts? How are you sort of viewing it, the actual game? Because obviously we're getting quite swept up in the occasion and understandably so. But what's your your view on the, the game itself and Fiorentina in particular?
2: Well, first of all, I do it does frustrate me when people go, oh, Yeah, but look at who you've beaten to get there. It's like well we didn't yeah, pick our opponents. Right? Like like we didn't go, oh do you know what? In this round, we'll play Larnaca. Just because it's an easier game for us, like yeah. just that's not how, that's not how it works. Like you just play up, yeah. you play against, it, you draw against. Um, and you're drawn against. All you could do is win the game. So, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And you know we we thrashed Lanaka, which was kind of expected. You know? we thrashed again, and then and then got past Alkmaar, and Alkmaar again, and a are, are decent European sides. You know they they're, they're regularly playing in the Europa League, so. Decent competition, I think. And then Furon team obviously is, is the toughest toughest game of the lot. And you'd expect that given you've made the final. Um, and I think it is pretty even. Um, they've had a good uh, season in Syria. Uh, but they, finished they finished eight. Yeah. They, they finished strongly. I did read a stat earlier. Can't, I can't remember what it was exactly. But I think it was something like since Christmas, maybe, or since the new year, they've won more points in Syria than anyone else might uh, That might right. be wrong, but it was something along those lines. So they're 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 in four. Obviously, that was the final we two win at Milan. Um, but this is going to be a really really tough game. You know, this this, this is two sides that you know could have potentially been a Europa League final. You, you would look at this as a Europa League final and kind of okay, fair play. It's not a, a game between two European minnows just because they've had the chance to play in the Conference League. Like this is two two big clubs clubs in Europe. Up against each other, and um, I'm. You literally can't call it. If I'm honest, obviously we're, we're all hoping that we can we can win, and I think we've got a good chance of doing that. I think we we are good enough to, but if Fiorentina you know, equally as good, good enough to beat us on the day, mm. um, so it's very difficult to call. Uh, they've got some really good players. Uh, they're in form. Um, so it's a diff- it's a difficult one to call. I'm I'm. Quietly confident that we that we can do it, but I don't. I, I'm loath to to make a prediction either way. If I'm honest, just because we all know what West Ham are like. You don't even even on you know even now you don't really know which West Ham are going to turn up. You'd like to think mm. that you've got a good idea, but you still really don't know. Still very unpredictable. Um, so hopefully it's unpredictable in a good way, but they do concern me a little bit for antina given the form that they're in. Um, they've ended their league form with, with a victory. Uh, we ended up in defeat, even though the game was a dead rubber. Mm. Um, for us, anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I think the fact that we've had a little bit more of a break might work in our favour a little bit. Um, and, you know, they've gone out of the water. Well, I mean, it could, it's, it's either it's worked in our favour because you have more of a break or against us because they're a little bit more match fitter than we are because they've played sooner than yeah. a week or five days five days um, after our last game. So it could work either way. I'd like to think it might work in our favour a little bit. The, the, the players went over to Portugal with a training cabinet that had a great time, um, come back and it's now they're training. at. Ch- I don't know when they're flying over to Prague, but I presume it's, it's either today or tomorrow and probably they'll have a couple of days out there to settle beforehand.
1: Yeah, we're recording so, yeah. This
2: on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't, I would be surprised if it's any later than tomorrow afternoon. Mm. Just so they've got at least mm. forty eight hours out there to to settle and, and get used to everything. But but yeah, the, this is this is the yeah. toughest game, and you know, uh, and I think Fiorentina had a good season. But they might be a little bit because I think they've finished three points below Juventus who finished, mm. uh, finished in the last conference league spot. I think they're going to be the conference league next year. Um, I wonder how many people will be calling it a, a, a Mickey Mouse competition then when Juventus win it next season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like funny, isn't it? Um, so yeah. they have only three points behind them. So they might be a little bit gutted actually that they they're like us in that they've got to win in order to secure European football next season. It's not like they've already got it secured. And this is just a, an opportunity for a trophy. Like for both sides, this is an opportunity for, not just for a trophy, but for a chance to play in the European next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that might be paying on the minds as well for both teams to be fair. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's just, it's huge in its own right, isn't it? That's obviously, you know, like you say there, that's, obviously one of the aspects to it, but just sort of having a look through some of their, their players and the standout one that everyone keeps talking about, Sophia and who bat impressed for Morocco at the world cup. And other than that, really, um, I I would argue that most sort of run of the mill West Ham slash premier league fans wouldn't look at any of their players. And none of those names jump out at you. Do you know what I mean?
2: Man. yeah but i was just flicking, flicking through the, the match day program there's a lot said about uh, uh arthur cabral their number nine mm. um it's got yeah, six, it's knockout, goals, forward, um, yeah. six mm. knockout goals which is equal the competition record set last season by serial deserts from final yeah. um and also nicolas gonzalez uh, is also a bit of a danger man out on the wing i think for them so yeah. A he come off the there, bench
1: that? at Sassuolo, uh, Giacomo Bonaventura as well. Uh, fans might recognise Luka Jovic, of course, who was at Real Madrid uh, yeah. until fairly yeah. recently. He was on the bench for them, yeah, Sassuolo as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think this is a this is a decent enough football team, or like a, a, a fairly a well put together football team. There's a reason there in the final as well. And frankly, I think. There is some nerves, Jonesy, because as we've seen in the in the league this season, you know we have played well in the conference League of course, but as we've seen in the Premier League, there's been some games where we've just gone missing and we haven't looked like we know what we're doing or the attacking players mm. don't know what they're doing you take hope from the fact that the second half of the season has been much better than the first um but there is still there's still a a going missing performance in there, isn't there? And this isn't a team who, you know, they're going to punish you more than any of the opponents we've faced so far. So there is a bit of nerves around that. I know we don't really want to talk about it, James, but what do we we think if we lose? Because I was listening back to some of the content that we did um, and and it was me saying over the past few months really that it hasn't been great this year. If West Ham don't win the Conference League, that potentially Moyes goes. I, I know we sort of don't really want to... I don't want to talk about it too negatively, but I suppose we'd be doing it a disservice if we, especially as we're saying what a good team Fiorentina are, where does it leave the club, Moyes in particular, if we don't win it? Because then we're not... And we've got European football next year. Does Lucas Paqueta as well then? Jared Bowen maybe? You know, one of our better players, Declan Rice, we obviously sort of know he's going already. Is almost, there's no one's really perhaps considering where it leaves the club. It's all a bit of a do or die sort of game, really.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If we don't do it, then there is there is a risk that you, you lose a lot of those key players that have got us to where we are in the last couple of years. And then when you factor in Paqueta, um, far too good to not be playing European football. Um, and then there are still there are already question marks over Skomaka's future, but like of Bowen he's had a taste for it over the last couple of years and proven that he can do it in Europe. A couple of clubs might be looking at him. Um, so there, there is there is a risk like Agued as well. If look at Aguerd, Zuma maybe coming to the club of European football and then suddenly yeah. it's taken away from them and that they haven't got it. You know they're going to have one eye on going well. It's not really I didn't come here to not be playing European football. Um, so, and there's no guarantee that okay, we'll have a year out of it, and then we'll just we'll just qualify for it next year. The only way you do that is if you finish in the top seven or win a cup. Mm. And yeah, okay, we've done that over the last two years, but there's no guarantee we're going to do it again. Um, right. So this is this that's why there's just there's a hell of a lot of pressure on the club and these players to do it. Otherwise, yeah, you're right, um, where does it leave us? No one really knows. You can't you don't really know what's going to happen, but. Where Moyes is concerned, there rumours that Celtic are looking at him. They're losing, potentially losing Postacoglu to Spurs. Um, Celtic apparently have, have, have pencilled in David Moyes as a potential replacement for him up there. Yeah, He might be looking at it again, if it's, especially if he doesn't win the trophy. And, he can go up there in his first opportunity to win, win some silverware for the first time in his career. Because mm. you go up there and you've managed Celtic, chances are... You're probably going to win at least six league titles in six years, isn't it? Really, <laughs> at least five. Yeah, you have um, to be better than one team, don't you? Yeah, and then, and then you're going to do six doubles, probably, maybe your treble. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he might be looking at going, Well, if, if he ends the season without any silverware again, he might be looking at going, if Celtic is an option, I'll go up there and win some, win some silverware and then probably yeah. retire. So, where does it leave us? If particularly if all of that happens, I don't know. Um, but I like to think it, it, it's not going to be a complete disaster because we, we've got ourselves in a position now where we are far more of an attractive club than we were three years ago for potential players, with or without Europe, I think. Um, and the, the foundations, I think, the foundations have been have been built over the last two years where you go, OK, not qualifying, it's, it's a blow, but it's not the end of the world because we've shown that we we, we have enough about us to, to be there with thereabouts again and to, to try and do it again. We're good enough. We are good enough, particularly with the right investment. So it's not it wouldn't be a complete disaster, but it'd be a blow, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I don't know, mate. I just think you, you could lose this game and you could easily see. You know, you're not going to attract a Lucas Paqueta. No. We haven't got a Declan Rice just waiting in the wings to burst through from the academy. We, I don't know. I think even Bowen then starts sinking because, you know, Bowen should be playing in the sort of the Conference League, Europa League. He's that level player. I know he's, he's just had kids and he seems relatively happy at West Ham. And you sort of wonder where else... He would go, like, you, you couldn't really see him going to Brighton or anywhere like that, could you, or Brentford, who, so maybe he sticks about. But Lucas Paqueta could go to Arsenal, for example, couldn't he? Mm, he could mm. go and play for one of those. He could go to Manchester United. And I think anyone with their eyes screwed in their head properly could see what a talent he is and what mm. a talent he's grown to become. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe you get another year of, if we don't win it, maybe you get another year of grace to qualify. Maybe for some of those bigger players before you just slip back into that bracket for outsiders of what we've been in all the vast majority of the years up until Moisey come in for his second spell, where we're just like also RANs in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, if you get 10th, that's a decent enough season. That sort of thing. Obviously, it all depends if there's any takeovers, blah, blah, blah. But I do sort of, I do fear that if we don't win this game on Wednesday, you may lose a a season, one, two or three seasons to complete mediocrity again. Whereas I think if you win, you're in the Europa League. This summer looks completely different. You attract Mm. a different calibre of player. And rather than, oh, it's just West Ham, not in any European football, best players leaving in Declan Rice. And then, you know, Paquette is then playing with someone who's not going to be as good and he gets disgruntled and blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, then it's just a bit like, and you're rebuilding an awful lot again. But if you qualify for the Europa League, dust yourself off after the Prem this season. No one's going to be thinking about leaving as much. And then you can sort of rebuild, invest some of the rice money and go again. I, I just think there's a, an awful lot on it. And I think you kind of, yeah, I, I think it would be very easy, especially if Moyes goes and we get the next appointment wrong. I said, again, it annoys me when people are screaming for our best manager of the modern era to leave. Just because you had a slightly under par Premier League season. Um, yeah, look at Tottenham managerial mm. merry-go-round, they've just been in the wilderness for how many seasons? Conte, mm. but Santo. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, basically, since Poch left, wasn't it? Yeah, just don't yeah. know who they are, what they're doing, where they're going. Seen the same with all the other teams who've got rid of their managers this season. Southampton ended up going down. Leicester ended up going down. I just, all right, it worked for Palace, but all they've done is got their old manager back and he might stay for another year and then he goes, you know, I just think you only need, you end up in a bit of a cycle then, and it could genuinely be, and all these sort of fans are saying, how oh, rubbish it's been this year, blah, blah, blah. You could easily be faced with another one, two, three, four, five seasons of just mediocrity again. And, and like we had before, that was, that so infuriated West Ham fans after, in the first five years after we moved to the stadium.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. Um, I think it does, to an extent, um, limit the, the, the quality of player that you can attract in the summer. At the same time, look at what Brighton did this season without the pull of West Ham. Like, look at what they've done. Look at the players that they brought in. Relatively unknowns so with a really good scouting network. I know we haven't got the scouting network. Um, but let's talk about a change of um, approach this summer and that fact we're bringing in is it Paul Mitchell who's been at a, a, a lot of big clubs in the past as a director of football. Just because we haven't got Europe doesn't mean to say we can't attract some good players in, into the football club and I think over the last two years different in particular... Caliber though, mate. Different calibre Different calibre maybe, but then, you know, you're looking at players like... At Brighton, if we can use Brighton as an example, you know, no one knew, even knew Leandro Tr- Trossard was when they bought him, and now look at him; he's gone to Arsenal. Matoma. Casido um, is probably going to go to Arsenal as well. These these were these players were like plucked from like thin air from Brighton and turned them into fifty million pound footballers.
1: But they're not plucked from thin air, are they? They've got a proper decent scouting, well, yeah, yeah, but
2: set up, The clubs set up properly, hundred percent, hundred percent. But that's something that. So you'd like to think that we, we, we should be... Uh, with the way that the, the rumours with this new director of football is that you know we're going to start putting in uh, the foundations to, to have something very similar. Uh, it's mental, absolutely mental, that a club of our size and our stature hasn't already got that in place. It mm. just blows my mind that we're, we're nowhere near being anywhere as good as the likes of Brentford and Brighton um, as recruiting football players. Um, but I think over the last two years, we've we've put ourselves back on the map a little bit um, as a big European club. I'm not saying we're a big Champions League-level European club, but we're a big European club that can attract good players, regardless of whether in Europe or not. Semi-finals at the Europa League, two top seven finishes, and then the Conference League final. You know, there will be players looking at it going... I like the I like I like the look of West Ham. I like the I like the look of what they're doing over there. Look at the sort of players they've got. Okay, they're going to lose Declan Rice, but that's obvious because they haven't qualified for the Champions League and the Champions League level player. But they've got Piquet, they've got Agüero, they've got Bowen, uh, out, you know, the Skamaka's up front. You know, they've got all these players that have got the makings of a really good squad that can compete in the top eight, top top eight of the Premier League. Um, so I don't think, I mean, it, it, it'd be a massive blow, but I, I don't think it'd be the disaster. Um, you're right, it, it, there is always a risk of slipping into mediocrity, again, but I don't think that will happen with us. I think we've laid enough of a strong foundation over the last two years to for us to go again next year. Whether we do it or not, it's a different matter, but you know, that's the excitement of supporting West Ham, isn't it? You never really know what's around the corner. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, yeah, excitement is one word for it. I know, I just got used <laughs> to it. and I, I, I've i got used to it, and we were promised it. And I'll never forget that, James. I'll never forget yeah. that. I miss Upton Park still. Yeah, I know loads of people do. Watching some videos the other day, you know, I might have explained this to you. I was explaining to my girlfriend, you know, we'd been out, this is how romantic I am. We'd been out for a nice dinner, um, had a couple of glasses of wine, and we got it. back and I, okay. uh, nice? where do we go somewhere in Bermondsey. Uh, it was no, quite no, actually awesome. you like this you know you said to me i wasn't a smooth talker the other day yeah. which was yeah surprising I'm a little bit offended but uh the uh we we've been go- we had been it was to mark 6 months since we've been going out and i took her back to the we went back to the same bar that we had our first date in and i messaged the and asked them um, to book and I got them to reserve the exact table that we sat at for our first ever date in uh, Tanner and Co in Bermondsey. It was one of my favorite spots in London anyway. And uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty romantic that, isn't it?
2: Come on. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's not bad. Yeah. Was it well received though?
1: That's the, that's the Char- Yeah, absolutely. lapped it. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. super. Yeah, as we were leading over there, she really, really went down well. So, but, at the end of that evening, um, this is where the romance really carried on. They had a few drinks or whatever, and I was just trying to get across how big this game in Prague is. Then it led to a bit of a worm. Showed her, made her, well, showed her slash made her watch the Leon away highlights and the video of David Moyes walking on his own across the pitch um, while we all sang We've Got Super David Moyes at him in the away end. What a uh, Pointed where we were sitting. Sort of Low-key, getting a bit emotional about that. And then, um, yeah, then I just, we were into it then. So I was like, well, oh, I might as well show you the last game up to park while we're at it. So I showed her the old video monologue of that, all the fans outside before. The emotional scenes at the end of the game. Slavon Village crying. Whitson the Reeds header. Show where he used to sat in the East End. I miss Upton Park. I love that place. We all did, right? And, or well, most of us did. And I will, I will I will, remind fans until the end of days that those of us who loved Upton Park, as most of us did, were promised. There was an implicit understanding. It wasn't written down everywhere. We all know how the arrangement was made about the stadium move. No one took a vote. It was done out of our hands, okay? But the implicit promise from the club was in return for being ripped away from your spiritual home where generations of you have come to watch West Ham and watch your team that you love. And generations of players who've made history there, icons of the club who were remembered for decades, if not centuries to come, have played their football. That was a, a huge thing to take away from lots and lots of West Ham supporters. Hmm. And in return for that, the implicit, understanding was in return you will have a better football team to watch than you are used to over the years and that to me is regular competition regular participation in european football and competing in the upper echelons say in the top but the upper echelons of the premier league and and i that sort of as much i've got used to it I'll still feel like I'm getting short-changed if we're not punching at that weight year in, year out for sort of... I understand football has ups and downs, right? Peaks and troughs. But our peaks and troughs should be like... You know what I mean? Like Tottenham have a a trough season and it means to come seventh. Like Chelsea this season, absolute stinker of a season. Never ever going to get relegated, right? Their stinker of a season is that they come in the bottom half. Well, that's what I want West Ham to be like because that's what I expect in return for not playing at Upton to park anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just find you know, mediocrity. And, and loads of fans think like that, mate. And that anger will come back. The one we saw at Burnley, there was anger that come out in the fans this season. Right, we finished fourteenth and we've got to a European final. Some fans are still angry. So you know that's there. If it goes back to the mediocrity again, it's gonna to be toxic again. And the reason is the fact is all that toxicity was ramped up more because of the stadium move. Mm. There was already negative feeling around that. We know that is why, and that a lot of that sentiment won't have gone away. Two or three years of amazing memories and amazing football has helped solve some of those wounds. But at the moment, it's still very much like it might have scabbed over, but it hasn't healed everything properly. You need you need a, a significant amount of time more. Where West Ham are punching in those sort of regular European football conference league or Europa, whatever you know, and punching in and around the the sixth to ninth in the Prem. That that's what I think, and I. I that's, yeah, and I, I just I am a little bit concerned that if we don't win this, you end up sort of back there again, which I don't want <laughs> for us or a club or fans.
2: No, yeah, I, I think I think it's fair to say that. Uh, th- but at the same time, there are going to be seasons where we're not playing in Europe. Yeah, yeah, there are going to okay. be seasons. So uh, one or it, two. I think it's, diff- it's difficult for us to really see. What impact the last couple of seasons um, have had on our ability to maintain our levels? Yeah, I agree. Um, until it happens, like we don't know. We don't. We don't win the cup final. We go into the next season, we're no European football. Um, that might then lead us to finishing in the top seven again, and then suddenly we're back in Europe. That might lead us to kind of win, winning the League Cup. Like we've, we we do not know what impact this is going to have on the football club mm. until, until we have a situation where we're not in Europe. Um, and if we are in Europe again next year, then we might not qualify for the year after. And it's like, okay, we have three consecutive years in Europe. We've won, we've won one trophy. Where does that leave us now? Does that, is that the foundation we need to push on? Is it, is it not enough still? We need more. Um, so it's difficult to really make that call. I think, mate. Um, but I, I understand the concerns and the potential risks, hundred percent, um, I can't. Yeah. I not say I haven't thought about it myself.
1: Yeah. No. Fair enough. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I just think, as a club, I don't think other players are looking at West Ham now and go, "Yeah, they're a fairly established European club." I think they still see this the last couple of two, three seasons as a blip, like a positive blip. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. just maybe it's, it's important to win that game to to help. Like erode that, and that's only going to take time. But listen, Jonesy, we don't want to focus on the negative too much. Mikel Antonio's been speaking this week, hasn't he? Very odd comments. Um, just run us through what's gone down there, talking about Gianluca Scamacca. Uh, I assume it was on his Footballers Football podcast again with Callum Wilson. Correct me if I'm wrong, but give me some details.
2: No, he was on another podcast. I don't know the name of it, but um was earlier this week, there was a video of him saying on his podcast that Basically, along the lines of I've got exact quotes in front of you, along the lines of uh, is a good player, very good player, but doesn't suit David Moyes' system. Um, isn't, isn't the player that West Ham need in terms of the system we're playing. Um, and basically you put Sk- just Skimaka under a bus a little bit. Um, and David Moyes to an extent as well. It's like you've got a player that's okay, we've all seen it, we've all said it, we've said it so many times this season. If we're gonna have a player like Skimaka, we need to change the way we play to suit him. Um, he's not he's been out for the last few months. Obviously, he won't play the final. Yes, okay, he's in this podcast being asked about Skamaka and how good he is and, and uh, XYZ, but just tell him you're not gonna answer that question. Like that sort of thing doesn't need to be public, I don't think. You shouldn't mm. be going out and saying that you know, one of your one of the most expensive players in the club's history. Um uh, is uh, isn't good enough to you know, it doesn't suit the, the style of play that his current is playing. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and a club, I got to stop him from doing his podcast because he's clearly coming out and saying some stupid things. Because then, in the same podcast, it goes on to say that it's absolutely like he'd absolutely score thirty goals a season for Man City under Pep Guardiola. Like, it wasn't. What, mate, it what, what, wasn't one of those drunk podcasts, was it? Uh, well, he, he must have been drunk because I don't know what was, he's been yeah, drinking. Fifteen but, oh, pints
1: beforehand.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what he's... The club have got to stop him because he's coming out and saying some silly things. Um, Even those comments that he said on the footballer's football podcast about Richarlison, I thought that was... Although we all like having a pop at Spurs and like having a dig at them and Richarlison in particular, but um it's just a bit weird, like a, another Premier League footballer having a pop at, like taking a mick out of another... Premier League footballer on a podcast yeah. when they're not there to defend themselves, like a little bit of banter between two footballers, like him and Callum Wilson, I think is fine. Like they can banter between themselves about each other, fine. Yeah, but when you start digging out another Premier League footballer, um, bit weird. I think um, it's a bit unprofessional. It's just it's not something you really want. So, Particular build up to the, the, the biggest biggest game in the like the modern era for the club since you know, 1980.
1: Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, making sense it's
2: just weird
1: uh, I think you know uh, I think his time at West Ham is done Like, I think he's passed his sell by date everyone knows my view on that uh, I think I think he sort of has a good point in that David Moyes needs a Mikhail Antonio Mark Arnautovic type player I've said this before I'll say it again like who's a 7 out of 10 at everything who's like 7 out of 10 fast, 7 out of 10 strong, 7 out of 10 in the air, 7 out of 10 at putting the ball in the net. For a period of time, that was Mikhail Antonio. Mark Arnautovic was also like that. Moy's two most successful strikers. Mikhail Antonio is no longer a 7 out of 10 at everything. I think his time is up. I would argue Skamaka, he seemed a bit in the Haller mould. I just It just seems odd that they both didn't quite seem athletic enough and strong enough for me. Antonio's comments were, I'm, he's actually a. He's actually quality. The problem is he can't play the way the gaffer plays. He needs a different type of manager to play his type of football. He needs a manager where he can play and have, a, have other players come off him and stuff like that. You can see the ball comes to him and it sticks and he's tidy. But how David Moyes plays is more like if you're up front, you're dealing with scraps and you've got to be more of a fighter and that's not him. And again, that's not a bad shout, to be fair. I think I agree. He does need a scrapper. That's why which was. That's what it's, Antonio does. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But don't I, say it publicly. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, especially when it's the bloke like you're going up against. That is going to be a proper weird one. Moise has, has come back and said, We really like Jan Luca. He's a terrific player. Um, he's, but he's been, unfortunately, he's been hit with a lot of injuries this season. Um, and then he said Mickey's got his own opinions but we're not going to get into that that sounds like someone who's irate if he wasn't he'd go that's fine Mickey's allowed to say whatever he likes don't worry about it just an odd thing to say and yeah I think there's a bit of a weird there's that arrogance I find Antonio now he's carrying himself with and I just think it's got I don't know do you know what I mean of just like I don't know it's almost like he's not aware of his own stats in recent times (laughs) And well, I just it's just frustrating now. I just don't think he's at the level if it you know what I mean, you sort of want him to yeah. be a little bit more humble with it and perhaps acknowledge that um he's not where he needs to be either. Like I wouldn't but be...
2: the, the ego is the ego is coming from the fact that he's West Ham's leading scorer in the Premier League era and leading leading scorer in Europe. But he did like, that that's, it's just that's because he's ego. been there a long that's... time. That's the ego, yeah. But he's not going to. He's not going to go. Oh yeah, like oh, the only reason why I'm the leading scorer in all these competitions because I've been here for 35 years. Like he's going. I'm the leading <laughs> scorer. I'm the leading goal scorer. Look How many yeah. goals I scored? No one scored more than me for West Ham in the Premier League. Like no one scored more than me in Europe than um, uh, in Europe than me for West Ham. So,
1: but his goals per game ratio. A, we haven't been in Europe for seven four seven hundred and four years, and so you know we are well played, Mickey. You're up, he's hardly up against an extensive list, is he? And, yeah, the Premier League thing, is he's, hes no way he's got a, the best goals per game ratio in the Premier League at West Ham. No way, in no. a million years. It's just because he's been there ages. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just frustrating. And I agree, weird to do that in the build-up to a, a cup final. Just say no, just say no. But, again, yeah, you would sort of expect the... Obviously, it makes for good news stories, but you would think the club might be a little bit... A little bit hotter on that, but it is what it is. Listen, Jonesy, it's been a, a really good podcast this week. Uh Thank you for bearing with me. Very sorry for my croaky voice. I'm very aware of it. Um I'm just quite pleased, proud of myself. i have been able to speak for, uh, for a full 45 minutes, or whatever it is. I'm going to lay on the beach after this. Um Yeah, it's a huge occasion Wednesday. I, I, I would... I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. I just feel, I don't know. It's just a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. I'm just nervous. I think I'm just nervous. That's all it is. And I think a lot of the chat this week, it is going to be exciting. It's thrilling, but I am nervous. I'm really nervous. And because I want to win it, it's I don't know. I'm just nervous, James. You just talk. Just give us some final thoughts um, and a score prediction. Oh, even a score prediction make me nervous. Give us some final thoughts and a score prediction ahead of Wednesday.
2: Um. Yeah. Final thoughts are that I just want to get myself out there now. Uh, I want to get being amongst it. Uh, I want to meet up with all my mates. I want to meet up with you. I want to meet up with everyone. All the other West Ham fans in the middle of Prague and just have a party and celebrate us getting there. And then for the final, um, I'm just excited for the spectacle, for the fact that I'm going to be in that stadium, which um, is definitely not big enough to, to host the European final. Um, only just under yeah. six thousand, five and a half thousand. Very lucky West Ham fans are going to be in that ground um, to witness what could be history being made. And, um, I'm incredibly excited about that score prediction, the hardest one of the season by a country mile. Um, I'm gonna, it's gonna be tight, I think it'd be very, very cagey. I'm going to say we're going to win 2 1 in extra time.
1: Oh, I told you, didn't I? Last week when we spoke to Ned or when he got involved on the voice notes, um. The idea of penalties, I I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like achy thinking about it. I feel tight and tense mm. having to watch the pens. Oh, it's just, I don't know, mate. I, I just, it's, gonna be... it, it's just extra time would be, that's what it is, right? Because it's such a huge game. Typically, you don't tend to enjoy them, do you? Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's a massive game. I'm so nervous about it. That, and as much as I'm looking forward to it, and I am, I, I, I want to win so much that actually I'm only really going to enjoy it if we go 3 nil up. Because even if you win, it's like a physical ordeal, isn't it? If you win one nil, it's a physical ordeal. Every time they have an attack, you absolutely cack yourself and you nearly throw up. If they hit the post or there's an offside or something like that, it's all just such heightened tense emotions isn't it that uh, i'm just sort of uh, i'm i'm looking forward to it but i know what an ordeal it is gonna be watching the game um that's gonna ah, it's gonna be hell yeah it's
2: gonna be really really horrible unless really, we really go
1: horrible. four new up in like five Which we're minutes. just not
2: gonna do it's just
1: not gonna happen no nah. but that's what i want like so we're gonna Holmes hate it every minute amazing it. yeah Yeah, because that's why Leon and Way were so amazing, wasn't it? Because we just went, we were like comfortable in the game, which was amazing. But anyway, look, James, I will see you out there um, Wednesday at some point. Hopefully before, I'll have to tap you up, see where you are beforehand, come and meet you. If not, we'll certainly be hanging out afterwards and doing a post match action podcast live from Prague on Thursday morning. That'll be... It's, it's massive. West Ham in a European final. It's huge. Thanks to our guest this week, giving us the Fiorentina view. West Ham in a European final. Oh, I really, really, really am looking forward to it. Nervous. I think the closer I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit more out of sorts. And the nerves are taking over more than the excitement is. But it promises to be an absolutely brilliant occasion wherever you're watching it all over the world. Whether you're in Prague, whether you're in the stadium, whether you're watching it back home in London or around the UK or anywhere overseas, the States, Australia, the Far East, South America, all of those places in which we have got listeners. We love you all. West Ham are in a European final. Try and drink it all in if you can. I know it'll be hard. I was chatting to some of the Australian hammers the other day. Jonesy, shout out to those guys. By the way, the game kicks off at something like 4.30 in the morning on a Thursday, and oh. they're trying to sort out a venue uh, to watch it. Um, so I think they might have lined something up at the moment. Respect to those guys. Um, but yeah, wherever you're watching it, just drink it all in. West Ham in the European final. Who knows what will happen? If we lose the game, they might have years of mediocrity again. Or if we win, it might be the continuation of the greatest period of supporting West Ham of the modern era. It's really exciting. Don't forget, you can hit us up on socials at we are underscore West Ham. On Twitter, I'm at William Pugh. James is at by James Jones. Or on Instagram, at we are West Ham pod as well. And you can buy us a pint, chip in to the Prague Whip. If you're so fancy at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. James, I'm going to say that we you know what? I'm going to say West Ham are going to win 7-0. It's going to be <laughs> one of the most historic oh no. final finals in history because I can't, my body won't let me think anything else because the thought of it being 1-0 to West Ham makes me feel sick. So I'm going to try and manifest it into happening. I think Fiorentina it's going to be one of the historic collapses. They're going to absolutely fall to pieces in the first 20 minutes. Mikel Antonio. I'll tell you what, right? I still haven't sang the Antonio song since he missed those sitters at Old Trafford. In the FA Cup away leg, where we got knocked out, or the away game in the FA Cup, we got knocked out. If Michel Antonio scores a first half hat trick against Fiorentina, I'll start singing the Antonio song again. I'll take back everything I said about his arrogance on this podcast this week. Take back all of that. Um, <laughs> and I'll start singing the song again. So, yeah, I'm going to go 7 just to manifest it so it happens and so we'll be able to enjoy the game. Whether I actually think that'll happen or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, huge. We've done the housekeeping. We've done the last podcast before the game. I'll see you out there, Josie. Thanks very much for listening. Everyone, up the hammers, and we'll speak to you live from Prague next week.
2: Hi, this is Tony Cotti, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Miriam Errington Conveyancing in Adelaide, Australia. Thanks to Miriam and her company's amazing generosity, we, are West Ham, are heading down under this summer and will be in Perth for West Ham's two games against Perth Glory and then Tottenham Hotspurs. There'll also be a live event in Adelaide on Wednesday, the 26th of July. None of that stuff would be possible if it wasn't for Miriam and her company, Miriam Errington Conveyancing. So if you need any sale services for property sales or assistance, give Miriam a call. If you're in Adelaide or the wider Australia area and you listen to this podcast, she's helped us out. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be going out or I wouldn't be going out to Australia this summer. So if you need anything doing Give her a shout. That's Miriam Errington Conveyancing, who sponsors this week's podcast of We
0: Are West Ham Sports Social Podcast Network.